0: never ever marks this spot. Ones that do call him the winter soldier I'm Batman.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the top 5 report, the podcast that cannot stop thinking about ninjas because they're cool and by cool we mean totally sweet. Uh, my name is Joell be your host for the evening. Along with me as always is my brother Peter? Hey, man, what's going on?
0: Uh, not much. I like the uh, Robert Hamburger quote.
1: Yeah, right? Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say that we have a ton of news to get through, so, um, I'm going to say let's like not really delay anything um but uh real quick today is your birthday so happy birthday um oh, thanks yeah no problem so we both got we both had to do podcasts on our birthday which is interesting um <laughs> so i hope that's all right uh with yeah. the fam that i took you away to do a show um yeah, yeah no problem at all so yeah that being said uh what are we watching what are we reading
0: yeah um i was gonna say if uh listening are unfamiliar with robert hamburger i was just gonna say uh before there was memes we had this thing called the official ninja website (laughs) that we would go to for our yucks um which is still active as far as i know so if you want to look it up and have some good laughs that are circa like 2002 go for it right um let's see so this week uh the one thing i watched that i'm super excited about is uh do you remember when I talked about The Babysitter? Um, it would have been, like, two years ago, around this time of year. It's a horror movie that's on Netflix. I don't know if you're familiar with this movie at all. Uh, no. Okay. I don't so, think so. <laughs> so, first of all, you should watch The Babysitter. It is awesome. It's this crazy horror comedy where, basically, the plot is there's this kid who's, uh, he's like a young teenager i think like early on in high school or junior high and he's getting babysat by his, his him and his babysitter are really good friends they get along super well and uh halfway through the night while she's babysitting him one night she finds out like she invites some friends over after like she thinks the kid is in bed and he finds out that they're actually in like a satanic blood cult (laughs) and then the, the, the the movie takes this crazy turn where the kid like has to fight off all the like babysitter's friends and it's like it's really bonkers and off the wall but it's like it's really good um i highly recommend the first movie because it's uh it's, a, it's just one of those things, probably don't watch it with your kid because it is very, very gory, but it's it's a good time. Uh, Netflix, like, this past weekend, it just kind of surprise dropped the sequel to this movie, which is called Baby, The Babysitter Killer Queen, um, and I had a chance to watch that. And it's basically... Um, this sto- this uh, sequel basically continues right after the first movie, but it's, like, a few years later. So it's basically two years after the events of the first movie the same it it follows the the same kid from the first movie but basically nobody believes his story because he's told like everybody at school and his parents like oh you know like the babysitter was in a satanic cult and stuff and nobody believes him and because of that like everybody just kind of outcasts him as well as just tries to paint him as like uh i guess like having uh belonging in a psych ward, I guess, for lack of a better term. But uh, basically, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything, but it basically finds a way to bring the blood cult back in very surprising and funny ways. And uh, the second movie, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's definitely as enjoyable. It's definitely as funny. Um, I loved it it definitely has sequel (laughs) items. There's a lot of parts in the second movie where the exact same events happen as the first movie, but in the best way possible, where it's actually really hilarious and entertaining. So I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil anything, but The Babysitter Killer Queen, I highly recommend that one as well. Um, The only other thing I've kind of started watching is uh, on Netflix, like right before the show started, I started watching some, new documentary that they just dropped called The Social Dilemma which is a it seems to be half documentary half uh, drama I guess almost like the fourth kind in a weird way where it's showing like interviews with people and then it also has this weird dramatized story that's kind of leading you through the, the documentary but the whole thing seem, is, seems to be about like social media and just how it's like basically ruining the world (laughs) right under our noses you know yeah um and it's one of those things where I started watching it just because I wanted something on in the background and I was like okay this looks kind of interesting I'll put it on and about 10 minutes in I was like okay I already know most of what they're saying and then after the first 10-15 minutes it goes a lot deeper than you realize and you start to see how like we're all being like really, really manipulated by these big tech Silicon Valley social media companies. And it's like, it's pretty scary. So like I said, I just started this right before the show. Um, I'm only about half an hour in, but there's already some pretty mind blowing stuff in there. So the social dilemma so far is pretty good too. So check that out.
1: Cool. Otherwise
0: I haven't really watched much new. Uh, how about you?
1: Um, I watched some more comics, Um, I have not watched anything new uh, just because I've been busy Um, but the one new thing (laughs) the one new thing that I watched which will be a nice segue into news was I watched the Mandalorian trailer
0: oh uh, okay I I, didn't even know this came out uh,
1: seriously like this is one of those things where like my feed was nothing but Mandalorian like for a couple days man like
0: I I did see I, I actually like thinking about it I did see that a friend posted it I just haven't watched it yet
1: Um, Well, that's interesting, because if you followed me on Twitter, you would have saw that I posted it,
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Oddly enough, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this, but sometimes I'm weird with trailers, like i don't know i i didn't watch the mandalorian right away just because i think i was busy or something and i was like oh i need like the time to really savor this when i actually watch it so i guess i'm ashamed to say i haven't watched it yet but uh i look forward to it Um, how was it
1: it looks amazing like it looks absolutely amazing i mean it's the mandalorian so it's going to be amazing right um there's a couple things like uh so we know that we're supposed to get ahsoka in this episode in, in this episode in this season and uh there's a character. Um, they they talk about the Jedi a little bit in dialogue, and there's a character that you see kinda like watching from afar in a hood, and the internet released this someone posted a still of it. Um, like a zoomed in still, and like I tried zooming in a little bit farther, and like I can see and someone goes, I think and, and the and the post said I think this is Ahsoka, and I can see right. a little bit of Rosario Dawson's face structure there. The problem okay. is the problem is, is that the hood, like, what's under the hood does not match what Ahsoka's head looks like. Ooh, okay. So I don't think it's Ahsoka. <laughs> and you couldn't really make out the face tattoos, so I have no clue. Um, it, I don't know what that character is at all, so whoever thinks it's Ahsoka, I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not to, like, you know, not to be really, like... Uh, say that you're wrong. I just, I don't think that is because the head shape is not correct but I see how it does have like a Rosario Dawson kind of look to it. Um, but the trailer just looks really exciting. It looks really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah. Nice. It so, uh, just looks like a well thought out show in a general sense, let's put it that way. Um, as The Mandalorian should be. Um, so, since we're talking about The Mandalorian, segueing into news, um, the Emmys... Are, so at the time of this recording, it is uh, September 17th. Uh, the Emmys are on Sunday, September 20th. Um, the Mandalorian is nominated for more Emmys than any other show this year. Um, if you think about what shows got released this year, well, COVID changed a lot of that. So I don't. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what the Mandalorian up against, but the fact that it got a Best Picture or Best Show nomination um, is awesome. Congratulations to them. And in a world where we don't get a lot of stuff. I just say the Mandalorian should deserve it. But that being said, prior to us sitting down and record the the Emmys, the Emmys and the Oscars both do this, where they do some of the awards are given out um, in a separate show for some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So the Emmys handle a lot of their tech awards early, so they don't bog down actual show time when it airs. So the Mandalorian has won uh, some awards already. Um, the Mandalorian has won five Emmy Awards already for its first season. They won Outstanding Visual Effects, Outstanding Cinematography for a half-hour show, Outstanding Sound Mixing for a comedy-slash-drama, Outstanding Sound Editing for a comedy-slash-drama, and Outstanding Production Design. Okay. Nice. So, awesome for The Mandalorian, good for them, um, and I think we all knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, uh, so, yeah, I just, I wanted to point that out, and we'll see how many more they uh, can drum up, if you will. So Yeah. Um, okay, that said, uh, that's all I got for Star Wars news. I don't know if you had anything to say on that, so.
0: Uh, not too much. Um, obviously, The Mandalorian is a very well-produced show, so it kind of goes without saying that a lot of these awards would be like, a Man- Mandalorian would be a shoe-in for a lot of these awards, but uh, it's still really awesome to hear and uh yeah i just look forward to hearing you know how the mandalorian performs uh on sunday i guess
1: (laughs) right yeah no i hear you and uh i i'm looking forward to watching the emmy specifically for the mandalorian and i actually feel like i'm going into an award show with a horse in the race for a change (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? As opposed to just what, because like, I've always enjoyed the award shows because I support the industry and I like talking movies and television and stuff. So I'll watch the Emmys and I'll watch the Oscars and I enjoy watching them because I get to sit and listen to these people talk about stuff that I like. And we all, you know, I sat down and watched a lot of the good shows and I watched a lot of the good movies. So that's just kind of how I yeah. look at it. Um, but I've never gone in going, this has got to win. This has got to win. And you're like super excited for something to win. And I'm walking into this going, come on, Mandalorian, let's do it. You know what I mean, like, you know. Yeah, I was going in expecting Game of Thrones to win big, and Game of Thrones always won big, so it's not the same. This is this is a first time thing for Star Wars television. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the Clone Wars won a couple Emmys, but uh, that was a completely different monster, if you will. Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah and I'd imagine it was up for much different awards as well so
1: Yeah yeah. Um okay so did you watch uh Space Force on Netflix? Did you check it out at all or did you just no, take yeah, my reviews? Yeah, I haven't
0: and... watched any of it. At okay.
1: All. So Space Force um seemed a little early in my opinion, right? Uh that yeah. was one of my big reviews it just seemed too early because we don't know enough about what Space Force really is. So there's apparently a television show for a show called Moonbase Eight. Okay. <laughs> um. There's a trailer out. It's got John C. Riley in it and uh, um, who's the other guy? Um. I'm drawing a I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, Fred Armisen. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay. But they have a trailer. I haven't watched the trailer, but I just feel that in a world of where, Space Force was too early because this is a show about. Um, the series uh, about astronauts trying to convince their superiors they deserve, they deserve to go to the moon and set up a base on the moon. Nice. I just feel <laughs> like in a wait in the wake of space force this seems really odd. So, so I just so wanted it's
0: gonna be like a slacker comedy on the moon or something like that. I
1: really, really don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, are they going to the moon to get out of work? I know you don't know. I'm just kind of uh, spitballing. Yeah,
1: I really, really don't know.
0: about.
1: Um, Let me see here.
0: It might just be a trend, like, more astronaut-based sci-fi shows are kind of in vogue right now, which is a pretty cool trend, I would say. But, yeah, it's kind of weird that both shows are coming out. Um simultaneously. Moonbase
1: eight follows three subpar astronauts living in NASA's moon base simulator in the desert with high hopes of being the next chosen to travel through to the moon. Oh, okay. So I mean maybe, nice. but I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed really, really odd. Um <laughs> and it just it made me laugh, so I just was like, Alright, I gotta bring this up. Um, all right, so Moonbase, um, Moonbase Eight. I guess if you're if you like space force, uh, keep your eyes out. So you want to talk uh, DC or Marvel? Your pick.
0: Uh, let's do uh, Marvel.
1: All right, we haven't talked to Marvel in a while. So actually, uh, one more story and then we'll go into the Marvel. Um, Fast and the Furious Nine.
0: I heard about this one. Yeah. <laughs> keep
1: going. Fast and the Furious Nine confirmed confirmed to go to space. Yes. Um, (laughs) What do you think about that?
0: Uh, So I haven't watched the fast movies in a long time. Really? I haven't kept up with them.
1: Really? Peter, why why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? I mean, they only get more fast and more furious.
0: (laughs) So I was never, like, that into the first couple of them that I saw, and I kind of just fell off. I've heard they get a lot better. They get more fast and more furious. I've heard they become a lot more, like action movies more so than just like racing movies which sounds awesome to me yeah um knowing that they're going to space i kind of want to watch them although (laughs) i know this sounds ridiculous but i think this sounds like it could be pretty fun um i'm just curious are they going to be using real cars or is it going to be weird concept cars with like you know gravity controls and all sorts of crazy stuff on them but i think this sounds like a really good time
1: i don't know i like so six, six seven, and eight well six and seven i loved so it's like i liked the first one okay the second one was nah. the third one was decent for what it was but it was kind of outside of everything we already knew yeah um five six five started a like actual story arc that would carry across like multiple movies. Um, five was decent. I liked six a lot. Seven I loved seven I thought seven was fantastic and then um eight was to me was really odd because of the direction they took it um, and then the weird and then the chase at the end was interesting. Um, and then the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff was pretty cool overall um, they're just fun movies more than anything um- but they they have these massive, massive box office draws. They're like one of those giant <laughs> franchises out there, like a Marvel or a DC or a Star Wars. And people always forget that they have massive box office draws. Their pre-sale tickets match up with like an Avengers film in terms of pre-sales. So it's not unheard of. And as long as cars are cool, which is gonna be always, they're gonna keep <laughs> making they're gonna keep making these movies. I yeah. chuckled when I heard they're going to space.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but I also, uh i mean maybe i'm out of line since i haven't kept up with this movie series but i kind of always thought of them in the same light as like the transformers movies too where people don't take the transformers movies as seriously as like the mcu movies for example but they make a ton of money and we're always just like dominating the box office and i think of fast and the furious the franchise in the same way yeah but like i said i i might i might be stepping on some toes and pissing people off saying that because i haven't watched this series. um i really i really want to spend like a weekend or a week or whatever and just watch through them all i just i don't know it's further down on my list than maybe it should be
1: um the yeah well there is a tesla floating in space right now orbiting our planet so maybe there's, yep. maybe there's something with that um
0: every time i hear i saw a tweet sorry this is uh, off the rails, but when that happened, when the Tesla was lost was launched into space, people were... I saw some tweet where some guy said, you know that Elon Musk's ex- ex-wife was in the trunk of that car or something like that. Mm. <laughs> it's like, Elon Musk, Musk just got away with the perfect murder and no Oh, was, like obviously this is a total totally fabricated story but i just thought it was like a really funny <laughs> narrative that some rando on
1: Twitter yeah that's awesome that. <laughs> that's awesome um well yeah all right so oh i got one more star wars story and then we'll hit dc and marvel I thought, so, you know,
0: Star Wars, Star Wars. I know, we're, we're all so over curious, the place. Back to Star
1: Wars. We're all over the place. I thought I was done with Star Wars, and then I was like, oops, I have one more. Um, yeah. So, apparently, uh, oh, uh, Ewan McGregor said in an interview that he as, he, as he understands it, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will be a standalone season. Okay. So, it sounds like you're going to get like an eight-episode, eight, maybe ten-episode season of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and that's all we're getting. And that's okay, oh, yeah. because everyone needs to remember that the story that they're telling at this point is probably going to take place during the time when he's in exile in Tatooine, so there's not a lot for Obi-Wan to be doing.
0: Absolutely. It's a very... You can only go... There's only so much time that the story can take place in. Um, so oh, it's 20 yeah, years. I mean, I'm not that surprised by this, but... Um, I guess it just confirms what I kind of already expected, and I feel yeah. like a lot of us already expected. but...
1: Well, I don't know what I expected I'm, out of the Obi-Wan series. I just didn't expect it to get one season only, so...
0: Okay. I guess I think, I, for some reason I kind of just felt like it was always going to be maybe a couple seasons, but I always felt like it was going to be a shorter series. I don't know why.
1: Oh, okay. Um, well, okay, now actually moving on to Marvel news. Um, we have a She-Hulk... Uh, Tatiana Masal Mas- Mas- Masalny, if I don't know how to pronounce her name, and I feel bad, it's Miss Lani, maybe I don't know. She's cast as uh, she will be playing the role as She Hulk.
0: Okay, I feel like that name's familiar. What she's from you
1: would name. know her from uh, she's the lead female in, in Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Oh, okay, um, that is okay. I can I can <laughs> see that. Like I can see that how that casting makes sense that is just pulling somebody out of the woodwork though
1: well I not, not that. only that but napoleon dynamite such an older film i don't know if that i don't know if you can gauge that casting off of the other cast i do you know what like i mean i've seen
0: her maybe in one or two smaller roles since then but uh i've definitely seen the actress in other roles um and i've always enjoyed her in the roles that i've seen it's just kind of uh it's not who I, I was expecting to hear they'd cast as She-Hulk, but it kind of makes total sense. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: Um, I have no opinion on this one, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really don't know. I don't know enough about She-Hulk, and as far as I'm concerned, at the end of the day, you're gonna have there's gonna be some CG, and she's gonna get bigger and not necessarily look like her. So you're really casting. Like, think about the Mark Ruffalo thing. They did a really good job of that, but at the same time, he's still playing like this, he's playing the Hulk. So when he's Bruce Banner, he is Mark Ruffalo and he does a really good job with the role. And then when he's the Hulk, he's the Hulk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a completely different, I mean, end game aside, he's the Hulk and it's a completely different thing. So I'm not really looking at the acting ability when he is the monster. Um, we've talked about that a little bit with like the Batman role, for example a lot of times it's a stunt guy in a suit so you know so what you're really casting is Bruce Wayne you know so that's that's kind of how I look at it and I don't know enough about I don't follow She-Hulk enough to really understand her alter ego well enough to know if that's a good or bad casting what I do know is that we have to trust our casting departments so and I think Marvel has always shown that they've made really smart casting decisions so yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean i'd absolutely agree with you there um and uh i mean i'm i'm a little bit in the same boat as you but i guess i've just i've seen her in a couple other like i feel like she's done some indie movies and stuff that i've seen her in and i i I can't name one i can't remember what i've seen her in but i've enjoyed like seeing her acting and other things so sounds pretty cool overall um and i'm kind of excited just to see what storylines they go with with the uh she Hulk uh, show, you know, like most of the times I've encountered She Hulk is from reading actually like the Hulks solo comics, but it'd be kind of cool if they brought in some of those stories too, because I guess judging by Arrow, they like to pull. <laughs> I don't I'm just thinking of Arrow when they started, when they kept pulling uh, Batman villains in for like season one and two, so I was like, I bet if they do a She Hulk show, They'll probably bring some Hulk storylines and villains in there as well. So
1: yeah. All right. Well, I got uh, let's see, two more, two more Marvels. Uh, Chris Helmsworth praises Thor 4. He says, and I quote, "I can't reveal anything about the plot, but to satisfy your curiosity, I will say that reading the script has had a lot more fun than on Thor Ragnarok, and that shows something because that movie was brilliant." Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, Chris Hemsworth um, thinks that uh, Thor 4 is a better script than Thor Ragnarok. So, uh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> right on.
1: Um, that makes me excited. So, I we, pff, I we don't know much more than that. Um, so, here's one for you. Um, so, who do you think is going to be the next big Thanos for the Marvel Universe? Cinematic Universe. Oh man! If you had to, if you had to take one guess, who would you think it was going to be? I have two predict I have two predictions for who the next Thanos is actually going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I you I, know I've, with a, with an honorable mention of possibly Galactus, but he's not my two picks. So go ahead.
0: Okay. Um. I've heard. Uh, I've heard some like predictions. I'm honestly like kind of blanking for some reason. <laughs> That's cool. I think it's just because we we're just talking about She Hulk. I gotcha. For some reason, uh, for some reason, Red Hulk keeps going. (laughs) Yeah, no, well... More like a one or two movie story arc. Um, I don't want to, like, take the answer you just said, but Galactus would be pretty badass.
1: Galactus would be Um, pretty badass, and... Especially if
0: they're bringing in, like, the Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four and stuff. Oh, actually, I'm just gonna go with people I'd like to see them do, um, so we'll do Galactus would be maybe number one, and then, uh... I would. I don't know if he'd be the main villain for like a huge arc, but I'd love to see them do justice to Doctor Doom. Um, okay. If they could bring him at least as a major villain in there. Well,
1: um, so my prediction alone, like Galactus, I think is more of an honorable mention on that. I don't see him being the next big bad. Um, I expect to see. I expect to see Galactus at some point, but I don't think he's gonna be like the Thanos big bad. Like, the, methodically, yeah. the Thanos big bad. Um, the two that I was predicting was Doctor Doom, like yourself, and Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Uh, Kang.
0: And, and Kang, I, I think I've heard this prediction before. I don't know a lot about Kang, so, uh, well, yeah, enlighten me.
1: Well, Kang, um, Kang is basically, Kang is, I would liken Kang to the Marvel equivalent of Brainiac. Where he's he's the coll- oh, okay. he's he's the collector that you know he's trying to he's trying to create he he eventually he's attempting to create a planet of his own called Chronopolis, but he's trying to take like the best of all these things and put them there, um, mm-hmm. so um, he's he's definitely a big bag villain. The thing that I found odd about this is that Kang the Conqueror has been cast and he'll be played by Jonathan Majors in Ant Man Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so where I thought Kang was gonna be the big bad, he's being brought into Ant Man Three. That's the thing that I thought was the oddest. So Yeah, I
0: mean he might play a small role though. That just might be his first appearance. Like you I know, think of uh I know. Thanos in uh, the first Guardians movie. He wasn't the main villain of that movie, even though he had a presence there. So um I think it's all good news. It's kind of cool to see that the next Ant-Man movie it sounds like is going to be carrying more weight than the previous two did. So that's really exciting. Um, maybe some of the quantum or the, yeah, the quantum realm weirdness will have a little more importance as well going on. But, uh, yeah, all, all, all around, this sounds pretty cool. Um, I didn't know that Kang was similar to Brainiac, but I do love Brainiac. So I kind of want to go, Read up on Kang the Conqueror now. <laughs>
1: um, Kang the Conqueror is also the villain in Lego Marvel Superheroes Heroes 2, um, where he actually ends up building. It's free roaming, but he actually builds Chronopolis, which is kind of cool. So, like, you actually free roam from world to world. So.
0: Okay. Um,
1: nice. um, um, Alright, DC News. Got a couple quick ones, and then. Uh, something about the Flash movie, which is kind of cool. There's a cool quote here. So, first off, the Snyder Cut might actually be called Justice League Director's Cut. Right now, it is currently called the Zack Snyder Justice League, or Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I think is the better title. I really think they should leave it as Zack Snyder's Justice League, (laughs) Um, just because of what it is. Um, At the end of the day, we're all going to be calling it Justice League, but it's going to be known as the Snyder Cut forever. So, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but...
0: Uh, yeah, I think my thoughts are, um, so you have Man of Steel, and then you have Batman v Superman and Dawn of Justice, which the, t- the title for BVS like the full thing is a very cryptic title, like the wording, there's a lot of meaning placed on like, why it is Batman v Superman instead of versus and what does Dawn of Justice mean and stuff. And I kind of and even Man of Steel, even though that's like a really common phrase, um, you know, used to refer to Superman, it wasn't necessarily what you would expect. And so I almost want the Justice League uh, miniseries, or however we're referring it to, Um, I kind of want it to have like more of a thought out title than any of the ones I've heard. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League does sound like a cool title for it. But if it was something like justice league colon some weird uh subtitle i would be totally game for that because that's just an extra labor layer of meaning and nerdiness uh that we could enjoy and uh dissect and discuss but uh i mean Zack snyder's justice league i think that's a good title for it it just kind of reminds me of you know john carpenter's you know vampires or you know whatever like i like the Putting the director's name before the title is a pretty cool move, but I would almost be down with something a little bit more cryptic and uh, nerdy. I guess. I guess that's my thoughts on it.
1: Right. Um. Well, I I agree. I just the, <laughs> technically the title of Batman vs Superman is Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition, <laughs> uh, well, because that's the version you're gonna want to watch. <laughs>
0: I, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, I was just kind of thinking, like, for all three uh, pieces of film, that there would be some kind of symmetry to the names I thought right. would be kind of cool. But I just, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. At I, this, I know it's just going to be awesome that it's coming out. <laughs> you know? At
1: this point, I just want, like, it, it's just, at this point, I just feel like there's no way we're not going to refer to it as the... You know, did you watch Justice League? Yeah, I did. I didn't really like that movie. Hold on. Did you watch the Snyder Cut? <laughs> you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, that's just how that's going to roll. Um, all right. So, Wonder Woman has been delayed again.
0: Yes, I heard about this.
1: Yeah, there's no... like It just says later this year, probably November. So, not surprised, but it's I, been delayed. I,
0: I heard December, to be honest.
1: It said possible... The like, thing I said said possibly November, which will probably be December. So... Oh really? Everything's getting For pushed to twenty twenty one, man. Are you kidding?
0: Yeah. I mean it's I don't know, this this year's been so weird. Like I've been working at home and it's just one of those things where the days just blend together and like Like, summer is almost over. Like, it's a few days until the end of of summer, technically. And I feel like it just went by in a weekend because, (laughs) like, time is all, like, blending together right now. So, the fact that Wonder Woman was already almost supposed to be coming out just kind of blows my mind anyways. So, I'm honestly okay waiting the couple extra months. Um, I'm really excited about this movie, and maybe when it comes out, I'll feel more up for going out to the theater to see it um it sucks to hear that it's delayed but i'm personally okay with it at this point
1: sure yeah i don't know um it's just (laughs) yep it's delayed we're gonna get it at some point so i just what's funny about it is a a podcast where we want to be watching movies and television and we want to be able to report on things and sell people what we think um, it's hard to do when there are no movies and televisions for us to go and <laughs> view. Yeah. Um, so our reviews, where a movie's going to release, we are going to be late to the reviews for a while. So as far as our listeners are concerned, I apologize, but there's really not much I can do about that. It's all COVID's fault, I guess. So, <laughs> um, all right. I mean,
0: We'll still be here with your weekly dose of nostalgia, I guess. So it's yeah, right.
1: Up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Young Justice is getting another season. I wasn't sure I was aware of that. I thought we were just getting that one extra season on the DC app. Um, I did not finish the season, which makes me now want to go watch it because they announced that Young Justice four, season four, is coming, um, and it's going to be titled Phantoms. Um, I don't know if that's an off the title's enough to really get me to go. Oh, that's what's happening. Like. So, um. yeah, I think
0: um, I want to say all the seasons have had like a single word subtitle. Um, like, I know the second season season was Invasion. I can't remember what the last one was called. Um, I'm behind on Young Justice as well, um, which is sad to say, because this is this is a show that was like my favorite show when it was first coming out. And then because it got canceled, I kind of just fell behind. I'm assuming that the fourth season is going to be on HBO Max, which is just going to tell me... I really need to figure out HBO Max still. <laughs> like, I really need to get this streaming service. Um, it's awesome that they're still making this show. I do think it's a great uh, animated series. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I mean, do you have any thoughts on this besides just cool fourth season?
1: This is more of a cool fourth season. I'm excited. Um, I need. I want to go back and rewatch All of Young Justice anyway. I've actually, because I finished watching Harley Quinn, I've actually been in this real nostalgic... Um, I want to go back and kind of, I really do want to go through and watch all of the DC animated stuff in, like, a weird chronological order kind of a thing. Um, I watched, because of the Flash news, I did go back, and I should have mentioned that at the top of the show in terms of watching stuff. I did go back and rewatch the Flashpoint animated film, and, man, is that a good freaking movie. It really is. That's what and I... Yeah. It makes me so excited that we're getting the... that we're going to be getting that... Um, that Flashpoint movie when it hits so
0: yeah I I really agree like I think that Flashpoint animated movie is so well done and it's almost one of those things where if I wanted to get somebody into the DC animated movies I almost want to give them that movie as long as they're familiar enough with the characters you know if you're going in blind you might get lost on certain things but if they kind of know the DC Universe decently enough, I think that would be a great starting point, because then from there, you could just go into Justice League War. I mean, I know you're going to tell me what are you talking about, start, you know, with Mask of the Phantasm or something, but I'm just just thinking, like, other points to jump in.
1: Yeah, no, and that's... well, if I was going to start all over, I'd just go back to Batman Animated Series Episode 1 and watch that first episode and go. Um, Because The Phantom Menace... I'm sorry, Phantom Menace. The fan- the Mask of the Phantasm, came out at the same year as the animated series launched, but the animated series have been going a little while. So technically, yeah, I feel yeah. like I would have to watch the animated series first season and then watch the Phantom, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, and then continue on from there.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. But um, uh, yeah. I think now I I don't I might be wrong, but I think Young Justice is technically in a different universe than the rest of the. Uh, Animated films and movies. Um, I remember reading online that Young Justice is technically Earth 16, I want to say, or something like that. So I don't know if that would factor into your rewatching of everything. Um, and I don't know if how the multiverse affects the rest of the animated series and movies, but just kind of an interesting tidbit, I guess.
1: Right. Um, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Well, if you watched it in chronological order, I do wonder. Cause how about this? From Flashpoint, when that movie released, all the movie, all the DC animated movies that follow it actually have a chronological order. If you watch them in release order, they do have a story thread that, even though they're all separate, if you didn't see the one before it, there are some nuggets that you're gonna go, oh, that carried yep. over, you know. So yeah, and I, I
0: actually love that they did that. Um, I think that's really cool, actually. Because um, it just turns it into a giant TV series, basically, but...
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see, Flash movie. All right, so two things from The Flash, and then we can head on to our list. Is that right? Is that all I got left? Yep, I got two things from The Flash movie. Okay, the director Andy Machete revealed the film effectively restarts the DCEU. okay i paused to see if you had any audible reaction but you did not um
0: it's, <laughs> it's kind of um kind of confirming what i kind of already expected like i kind of almost thought they were going to reuse this as kind of a soft reboot um it's kind of crazy hearing it just confirmed like that but i'm just hoping that uh it doesn't completely negate all the movies that have came before and uh with the DCEU, the visual language, they use the uh, the costumes, the set pieces, the cinematography. I actually really love the visual style of these movies, so I just hope they move forward with the same visual style at least as well. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? Well,
1: I was going to continue on because there's a quote here. So. Okay. Um, there effectively restarts the DCEU with Barry Alling remembering what came before while acting as a bridge for various characters and timelines and then he says it's going to be a fun and exciting and there are a lot of DC characters in it he's the bridge between all of these characters and timelines in a way it restarts everything and doesn't forget anything
0: oh perfect <laughs> okay that's awesome that's a good follow-up to what i was just speculating it,
1: so. it was so it kind of like the dynamite drop-in if you will um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so that that exactly, and it makes me really excited for what the Flash movie is going to be. It makes me think that that's why Michael Keaton is being involved. It makes me think that's why Ben Affleck's being involved. What other DC characters could we see? Are we gonna possibly see? um, I would like to think we're gonna see Cyborg because of how the Flash and Cyborg had that friendship in um, Justice League, and then um, well, the the Whedon vs. Justice League. That is, Um, will we see Aquaman? You know, like who's all planning on being. In here, um, is there a chance we'll see a hint of Black Adam? Will we see Shazam, for example? Um, we really don't know, uh, because they're going to yeah. be dealing with timelines and alternate realities and that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. But
0: yeah, will uh, John Cryer make an appearance as Lex Luthor's nephew? We'll have to wait and see. <laughs>
1: if we get a Grant Gustin big screen Flash with that, like just because okay. of the Crisis, just because of the Crisis crossover, wow, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Um, it is it is a really cool thing, just in general, because it sounds, like, it sounds like this Flash movie is going to address the DC multiverse in a way that kind of is just going to say to the movie-going audience, like, all this stuff that has happened up until now still matters and still is legit, and we're even talking about the movies before this DCEU that we know... That's going on currently. And it's going to be, I think it should be something really cool for, uh, I guess, for just fans of DC movies for years. I think it's going to be, if they do it right and they legitimize everything, I think it's going to be a really awesome event of a film. Yes.
1: If that makes sense. No, it it makes huge sense. Um, So, um, yeah, uh, that brings us to the end of the news, man. Um, What are you thinking? You wanna do the list? <laughs> yeah,
0: <it> sounds good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why I don't know why you laughed at that, but
0: Because it was just what are you thinking? And I was like, uh not sure. <laughs> okay.
1: Um all right, well how about this? Let's run the list. Uh Ryan, uh you know what to do, man, so play the thing. And now for the top five. All right, um, all right, Peter. So this was my list. Um, yes, we are. We're discussing. I guess the best way of wording this is these are the um, these are the movies and slash television shows. I could have gone just movies because I was thinking about that later when I was putting my list together. But there's TV shows that I stop on too. So back in the day, kids, before you had Netflix, before you had your, because uh, some of your parents might uh, cord cutters. Um, before you had your Netflixes and your Disney Pluses and your HBO Maxes and your Hulu's, um, you had to not you had to flip channels. <laughs> you literally just had your cable and you just flip through channels and you know, oh hey, this is on and you'd watch whatever. Um, you'd pull up the guide button on your Comcast and you'd be like, oh hey, this is on. Let me go check this out. So. There's a handful of things in my day, and, like, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. There's a handful of channels I scroll through. I have, like, over 500 channels because I have Comcast. I probably watch 10. Um, I really wish I could pare it down and be like, you know what? I don't watch the Spanish channels. Can I just give you guys goes those back? I don't watch, you know, true TV that much. Can I give you that back? You know what I mean? Like, what channels don't I watch and legitimately just give them back? Um, that's not how it works. Um. So when I say that I hit AMC, I hit TNT, TBS, um, Encore, I go through HBO Showtime, I hit, like, FX. I, there's just a handful of channels that I look at, and then nothing's on, nothing's on. But there are certain things that hit that I watch every single time. I have to stop. I literally will be like, oh, that's on, end of discussion. And I immediately stop watching. Stop flipping channels, I have to watch it. So that was the focus on these. I guess they're called... Uh, I don't know. I kind of worded it as channel stoppers in a way because you're basically you're not flipping anymore. <laughs> um, so I only have one honorable mention, Peter. I don't know if you what you got. So um, before we um, continue on,
0: I have two. Um, I actually did want to say I kind of appreciate that uh, we had TV shows included in this because when I was setting up my list, uh, part of me was being was thinking a little bit like if I do too many movies it's just going to be the same movies we talk about all the time that everybody already knows that i like (laughs) and it's just i like them that much that i'll watch them anytime they're on Uh, i do have a couple movies that being said but there's also the aspect of even some of my favorite movies i probably can watch too much to get sick of where a tv series is a lot more expansive um sometimes more informative and stuff um but anyways, I can jump into my first honorable mention if you want. Uh, and this one's really goofy. Um, I went with uh, Sven Gulli. <laughs> so this, this
1: is your honorable mention?
0: Yes, yes. So, so the horror host. And really, you could include Elvira in this, but I'll just go with Sven Ghouli. But any of those like horror host sort of uh, goofy shows. Um, and the reason I picked this one is this is like... This is one of those things where Sven Gulli's always on at, like, a weird hour of night when you, like, probably should have gone to bed hours ago, but you run across it and you're just like, okay, silly puns and skits, you know, surrounded by some classic horror movie that uh, we can watch. And sometimes they're like, you know, your tried and true classic movies, but a lot of times they're like these weird B horror movies that you've never heard of and you just end up watching it and just kind of vegging out and i just i guess because of a lot of times van is on so late i'll end up just like watching it because it's the only thing on but like i do have a affinity for that weird fringe like old classic like B horror stuff that i just think this one's really enjoyable even though it's kind of a goofy pick so uh, right there you go that's my first
1: one um well my only honorable mention and this is funny that it's going to make an honorable mention is friends Oh, okay, good call. Um, Now, Friends probably would have made my list at a different, if we would have done this like a year, if we would have done this, like, if we would have made this list like an early in the podcast when we first started or like maybe uh, a little while ago, Friends might have actually made the legit list for me, but it is an honorable mention because I've seen it way too many times. Um, I know all the jokes. I know all the gags. I could probably quote the episodes. Um, I know I've just seen it so many times, Friends, and it's on every channel all day long. Um, it's yeah. it's on TBS from, like, 9 in the morning until, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And when that's off, it's on, like, WGN until, like, 5. And then after 5 o'clock, it's on another channel. And by the time I go to bed, it's running on Nick at Night till midnight. So it <laughs> um, it's on all the time on every channel. It's ridiculous. Um, so
0: sometimes you even uh, run into the fabled uh Event where the same episode of friends is being shown on two separate channels at the exact same time.
1: right exactly and that's and that's weird and what they do is they get all the way to the series finale and then if you if you pay attention as soon as the series finale ends the very next episode is episode one season one here we go like it's the pilot so it's like they're just looping background and friends is good it's a fun show i've always liked it but i've just seen it too many times so it makes an honorable mention because i i used to stop and be like i can fall asleep to this or oh that's good background noise not anymore um yeah. So that's my honorable mention and my only one. So what's your second one?
0: Nice. Um I didn't think of I didn't think of friends, but I did think of uh, some sitcoms, but I kind of ran into the same thing where a lot of the sitcoms that I really really loved, like one of my one of the ones on my short list it was The Office, but I've just I've seen so much of it so many times that it's kind of like, I don't know if I'd actually, if it would actually stop me still. Um, my next one is probably something you wouldn't expect, but, uh, I went with the show Miami Inc. If you remember that. uh, Oh yeah. That was about, so this show is, hasn't really been on for a while, but pretty much any show, like all the tattoo shop, like reality shows, I always really enjoyed that. And I think it's just because of how much I love drawing and I love art and, uh, Back when, like, Miami Ink first came out, for example, there wasn't a lot of shows on TV about artists like that. So I just really enjoyed it. I loved seeing the tattoos they did. I loved seeing, like, the one episode I saw that really brought me in was, uh, it was, like, Ami, who's, like, the main guy who owns the shop on Miami, Miami Ink, was doing a tattoo on somebody and uh it was a piece of text and he actually spelled it wrong <laughs> so halfway through the tattoo he had to figure out how to fix the letters to actually make it work because he literally tattooed the wrong letters on somebody's arm so he had to mid-tattoo figure out how the heck do i fix this and he ended up making crazy font but he actually ended up solving the problem and I, ever since that i was like man that is so interesting um but this one i kind of just picked because i just love any show like that that's like about art or um like all the tattoo shop shows but uh i had to shout out miami inc as well because when this show first started out it was like all just about the tattoos it was about the the miami inc's the first one right yes yeah okay because that's the it was oh sorry no go ahead well i was just saying like when it first started it was just about the tattoos like they didn't go into like the artist's personal life they didn't deal with any of that it was just like somebody comes in they want a tattoo and they show it and that's what i loved once they kind of started getting into more of the store drama and like personal lives of the artists (laughs) i kind of got bored but uh yeah when it first started it was awesome so
1: um Miami Ink's the one I watched. Um, I really liked it and I think it's funny because like you watch these shows and then you get tattoos yourself and then you start really <laughs> noticing other people's tattoos. <laughs> right. Um and I don't and I don't know if you noticed that when you got your Superman tattoo, um like suddenly you have one and then suddenly like every it's like it's like a beacon like everyone's tattoo becomes like visible all of a sudden. So Yeah,
0: I noticed that and there's the whole thing where people say they're addictive, but I think it's kind of more of a I know I already got one so it's just like all right well I already um (laughs) you know I already broke that barrier so I could get more if I wanted so then you start thinking of what's the next one you want to get I don't think I'm like I only have one tattoo at this point so I'm not addicted to it but I'm more open to getting more than I was before if that makes sense so
1: yeah no I hear you um I want I have two. I kind of want another one. I just don't know what or where <laughs> on my <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> body it's going to go. Um, so that was your last uh, honorable mention?
0: Yeah, and so we don't screw it up again. I should probably jump into my first uh, pick.
1: Yep. Okay. <laughs> so Yeah, I just realized of, that. I was like, ooh, you got to give me your first pick because we kind of did this backwards somehow. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, so this one um, I'm going to keep brief because I've been showing this show... A lot of love lately, but...
1: I will say this. Before you get going, before you give me your actual first pick... Yeah. Um, the... Uh, the c- Movies on my... Movies and TV shows on my list tonight, we've talked about a lot, and we will always talk about a lot. Um, the reason yeah. I bring that up is because I don't need to, like, explode it up. I'm just... like this. Is, these are more in general things, because this is like, literally, this makes me stop flipping channels. So...
0: Right on. Um, so yeah, the first one, I've been showing the show a lot of love lately, so I don't want to talk too much about it, but I went with uh, Comic Book Men on AMC. Yep. I don't know if this is actually still showing anywhere, but I don't have uh, cable currently, but when I did, Comic Book Men would always stop me. I love this show, I love the atmosphere of the secret stash, and uh, all the you know, all the individuals that are on the show, so it's just a great time. I don't know if I have to really go too farther in depth than that, but yeah, there you go. No, yeah, you've
1: count. been talking about Calm a lot lately, so you know yeah, it's all exactly. good. Exactly. Um <laughs> My Go? Yes, yeah. Okay, so my first pick is anything Batman. Okay. <laughs> um, I say that meaning if it's the Tim Burton Batman, I'll watch it. If it's Batman Forever, I'll watch it. If it's Batman vs. Superman, I'll watch it. It's usually like, it's, this is, again, these are lists of things that we like, right? So, if I'm flipping channels and I see something on, I don't, however, if I see, like, Aquaman on, I'm not necessarily going to watch it just because it's DC. It's like, I have this affinity to Batman, so... I will flip it. If Suicide Squad's on, sometimes I'll flip it on hoping to catch the Batman sequences, and then I'll flip it off. (laughs) You know what I mean if it's on TV? (laughs) It's weird. I don't just sit and, like, oh, DC something and just start watching. It's specifically, like, Batman and I have a thing. Um, Okay, there you go. So, like, Um, if it's the full movie and I can catch it, like, oh, the 1989 Batman's on? Sweet, I'm going to watch it. You know, so, like, I do that all the time. People come and change channels on me a lot. And I'm like, I was watching Batman, and they'll go, but you've seen it, and I'll say, not this one. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: Even though that's a lie, and I've seen them all a thousand times. but
0: Yeah, so I had to laugh with that pick because I didn't know we could go with things that were that vague because I did think of uh, categories kind of like that, but I just like tried to keep my list really specific. Um, um, with that being said, I think it's definitely a good pick. Uh, what were you saying? There's
1: only two on my list that are that vague. The problem is, is that there's so many Batman movies that if it's on, I'll just watch it. You see right, what I'm saying? Right so,
0: um, no, but that's awesome. Uh, I don't blame you. I almost wanted to put just superhero stuff in general or comic book, you know, movies in general, but that was one of the vague ideas that I had that I just didn't uh I th- putting.
1: I thought um, about that too, but I don't watch like every now and then they're gonna run the Marvel movies are on a lot on FX yep. and stuff but I don't sit and watch them. Like I almost feel like I almost feel like no offense Marvel, but I feel like I'm a little marveled out in terms of how many times I've seen those movies. It's like, I don't feel like I've had enough departure away from them yet to like, Oh, it's on TBS. I'm going to watch it real quick. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: for, for me, it's like, it's kind of the same, there's certain ones that when they're on, I will stop and I will watch that movie. Um, You know guardians of the galaxy uh the first avengers um there's a couple others that are like i'll definitely stop but there's other ones like if it's iron man 3 um i mean if you've listened to that rmcu episode you wouldn't be surprised but i'm probably not gonna watch iron man 3 (laughs) when i uh, scroll through it on tv um anyways we can move into my next pick i guess which is uh the sci-fi original series face off um Drew, have you watched this show? I know I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it, right?
1: Uh, yes, I've watched a handful of it. Um, and yeah. I after you mentioned um. After you mentioned uh. uh Miami Ink, I was expecting you to say Face Off. Um, I watched oh, awesome. a I watched a good handful of it. I didn't I haven't seen nearly as much. Um, I think this show is really really cool. So Absolutely. go ahead. So, I don't have a lot to say on it because I haven't watched enough. But so this is all you. This show is just really fun. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, most of our listeners are probably familiar. But if you're not, it's a reality competition show that's based around uh, special effects and makeup artists. So a lot of it is like every week um the character or the uh i always want to say like when it's reality tv i almost i always want to say characters even though they're real people (laughs) but uh the contestants will have to make like every week they'll have to make a new creation so they'll do like a full body makeup and they'll turn a person into a monster or a robot or an alien or whatever the theme is that week you know sometimes they're supposed to make people look like video game characters sometimes it's supposed to be this or that and it's just a really really cool show because it shows a lot of that special effects process it also deals with like character design and creature design which I mean all this stuff I'm really passionate about and this show is just so fun to watch and uh I haven't watched it a lot there's I, I want to say there's like close to 10 seasons um and i've watched most of them but they've actually done spin-off seasons and stuff mm-hmm. but this is definitely one of those things when i run past this i have to stop because it's just so fun to watch that creative process but it's also really kind of uh, rewarding almost to see how they create these like fully embodied uh creatures and characters um in the small time frame they have,
1: so it's I also, a really cool show. This is a show that I like the moment of panic because they have these ideas, and then they um, like how they get screwed up, and yep. then you know they have to make it work, and that's that's something that I kind of really enjoy. Um, that's a cool level of enjoyment watching, um, especially with that show because of what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, so yeah, Face Off is I just I think it's really cool. I don't know, did you ever see? I don't remember what it was called, but they had a Jim Henson one, too. Um, it didn't last... I
0: watched a couple of... Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of that one. I didn't get as much into it, but I think that one would be really fun to watch as well. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't get to see enough of it, and I know it's not on now, but that was a that was a really cool one, so...
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I think the when they first released Face Off, it got so popular that they were trying to kind of, like, fill a void there, so they had the Jim Henson one. They had a show called... Uh, Monster Man, that was more just a regular reality show about a guy who runs a, uh, you know, a creature creation shop in Hollywood and stuff. And all those shows were really fun to watch. Um, so yeah, I kind of missed that little uh, <laughs> face off, yeah. boom, or whatever you want to call it.
1: <laughs> um, I am gonna derail this real quick because I always, while we're talking, sometimes while you're talking, I'm scrolling through to make sure there's no news that we missed. Um, oh wow! Okay. I, I'm always checking for that stuff because you know I'm on the air and we might as well, right? So, um, in 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 certain moments, because I'm like I'm still in the conversation, I'm just like looking at headlines real quick. Uh, I have to derail the podcast for this real quick because Henry Cavill has just signed a new contract to appear as Superman in three more films.
0: Excellent! That's great. So, and I don't. It does
1: not. It does not say if we're getting three more Superman films or if that is like, hey, he's going to be in the flash film and then man of steel two and then something else. It doesn't, sure, it doesn't yeah. say, it just says we're getting him as Superman for three more for sure.
0: Uh, it's all great to hear. That's uh great news. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. So derailment <laughs> over. Um, my next pick is parks and rec.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: Um, this is, this is a TV show that I don't feel we've gotten enough of. And I've talked about that before and uh, Comedy Central runs episodes early morning before 8 o'clock and since I'm up for some reason um, I have that on in the background while I'm making breakfast and getting myself my lunch ready for work and stuff and it's just kind of nice to have your friends with you if you know what I mean Um, and then IFC is running Parks and Rec marathons from like 7 o'clock to like midnight uh, a couple nights a week. So it's kind of nice to just be able to flip it on and just let it roll. Um, I love that show. I want more of it. I wish uh, they'd do a whole other season if they could. We talked about that a few weeks ago, but Parks and Rec is my last, my next one. So,
0: Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Um, I love Parks and Rec is one of those shows that when you watch it over and over again in those sort of marathon uh, sessions that certain channels uh, play. It's one of those things where you can you notice new things every time you watch it and stuff like that. And uh, that show is just filled with so many great characters and stuff. And uh, I really enjoy Parks and Rec as well. Um, I, it didn't make it made my short list but not my, uh, my complete final list, I guess I could say. <laughs> right. Um, but I can move on into my next one. Yeah uh, go so ahead have more thoughts on. Okay cool. No
1: so, we I've talked one? about Parks and Rec and nauseum. That's why I'm saying some of these you've heard me like gush over. That's why I'm like I'm not gonna like go nuts on them. like Parks and Rec is a great show. everyone needs to watch it. Um, it's just one that makes me stop flipping channels so
0: nice. Um, so my next one is probably my most uh, kind of silly pick. But uh, I went with Impractical Jokers, which, Drew, I don't know if you've watched this show a lot or not, but uh, I just picked this because this show, I just find it hilarious. Like, it's just, like, the perfect show to kind of complement my sense of humor and just reminds me of, like, stupid crap that me and my friends used to do in high school to try to embarrass each other in public and stuff like that. So this one's... um, yeah, this one's kind of ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I just I just really love this show and it always gets me to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. This Impractical Jokers is actually I really like um I don't know if you've watched Tacoma FD yet. Um, no. Uh, but that's that's the show that's basically Super Troopers um, in a fire department uh, and it's by the guys who did Super Troopers so um, it's really good but it comes on after Impractical Jokers oh you told
0: you told me about that yeah yeah you told me about that that sounds pretty Uh-oh. funny
1: yeah so but it comes on after Impractical Jokers so sometimes I'll catch the end of Impractical Jokers leading into yeah. it um, so yeah no Impractical Jokers is great did you have anything else to add on that or no did you see the movie not too
0: much I just think it's really it's a really funny show um, what were you
1: gonna say? did you see the movie
0: yeah, we. Uh, I think we red boxed it. Um, it came out pretty recently uh, on video. Um, I didn't like the movie as much as I was expecting. Have you seen it?
1: Um, I have not. That's why I asked because you brought okay. it up. So. It's
0: so they did what a lot of uh, shows like this do when they make movies, where they so they do have parts that are like the show where it's just them doing ridiculous pranks and stuff and trying to embarrass each other, but they also have like a weird dramatized narrative that runs through the movie. And to me, the whole like narrative of it really fell flat, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, that's, I liked the movie. All right, but it wasn't, I didn't, I expected it to be better, I guess I could
1: say. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm
0: just realizing I kind of feel stupid, too, because a lot of my list is uh, reality shows.
1: <laughs> no, dude, it's all good. But it,
0: at, le- at least, like, Comic Book Men and Face Off is still really nerdy shows, too. So. Well,
1: you have three reality shows, but two of them are very... Like, they're not they're not your standard reality show, in my opinion, yeah, if yeah. you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And Comic Book Men has always been referred to as unscripted, Um Which, uh... True. And aside from, like, a couple things where, like, I honestly... Like, if you watch Comic Book Men, they say... They'll come back from a commercial break and they'll be talking something comic book. Um and he uh there'll be like a little bit of comic book dialogue as they come back from the commercial break that sounds like they're it sounds like the producers are like just say something comic booky real quick you know what i (laughs) (laughs) you know so it looks like you're in the middle of a conversation other than that the rest of the show is unscripted i'm sorry i just dropped something um oh no yeah i I got what you mean though yeah um and um all right so is it my next go
0: yeah, we can, we
1: can move into your next one. All right, uh, so my uh, next pick for the night is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, okay. I think I've, I've talked about this movie a few times in the past. This I absolutely love this movie to death. Every time I watch it, it gets funnier, and there's new parts I laugh at, and you start noticing facial expressions from characters, and you just, God, this movie's so funny. Um, so anytime it's on, I will literally stop and watch. It's just like, eh, that's on, end of discussion. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Uh, I feel like I'm going through mine quick, but I, I feel like my whole list is stuff I've gushed over forever. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: we've talked about Forgetting Sarah Marshall before. I really like this movie. Um, I've seen it a lot, so it's one of those things where I don't know if it would stop me while I'm changing channels, but I do think this is a really good one. Um, it's one of those things where... I watched it a lot when it first came out and uh now you know every year or two i'll watch it again and i'll always enjoy it so definitely a great pick uh, i really like this one
1: <laughs> um so what do you got for your next one man yes
0: yeah, so my next one um is not a reality show <laughs> so i picked uh the princess bride um this is one of my favorite movies of all time um And it's just one of those things where anytime it's on TV, I stop and watch it because it's so fun. And I love the characters so much in it. And it's just kind of this, I feel like reunited with these characters every time I watch it. Uh, The dialogue is so well done. It's such a cool adventure story. I think I want to personally i feel like the princess bride is kind of a timeless movie um there might be like some generation z kids listening to this podcast who might disagree with me and that's fine but to me i feel like it's very timeless it's just amazing um I don't know how I could keep gushing over it. Do you have any thoughts on this movie though, Drew?
1: This movie is just so good. Um, and the uh, the cast actually just got together for a table read the other night. Um, I completely I knew it was coming and I completely forgot and missed it. Um,
0: that's cool. So I, I
1: had no idea. I would I would have loved to watch that and they televised it. I just they got together to do it and I'm like, oh man, it was like it was like a reunion thing, but they were gonna read through the script and I'm like that'd been awesome. Um, yeah um so yeah no this movie is just great the my only thing with this movie is it falls in the friends category where i've seen it too many times
0: yeah i, no, I, no. Can, I can definitely see that um for me i think it's just i enjoy it i haven't kind of
1: watched much. it in a while though so i wonder how it would fare um i just know that like there's so many things in my head that like dialogue wise like joke wise and stuff like that you're like yep no that you know you just know things are coming so <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> I don't I guess, know I guess
0: like I, I, I do understand that I think I just like find that uh, familiar familiarity with it to be comforting um, but yeah I definitely understand uh, where you're coming at from that angle so
1: yeah um, so yeah I just this falls in the friends category that's why like it. I, it's a great movie and I totally agree um, yeah so yeah where are we going uh, is it mine um, yes. All right, so my 2nd last pick for the night is A Few Good Men. Um, okay, nice. I-, I love this movie. Everything about this movie is phenomenal. The script, the Aaron Sorkin script, the, uh, the acting, the cinematography, just the story itself. Like, everything about this movie is amazing, and um, I just—it's so good— I, and it's weird, this is one that, like, I have to put on, and if it, like, let's say I'm flipping channels and I see a few good men's on, but Forgetting Sarah Marshall's on, I'll watch a few good men. Or if I see, oh, okay. like, a few good men's on and, like, a Batman movie's on, I'll watch a few good men.
0: Oh, wow. You know what
1: I mean? Like, this movie has, like, very, very high regards um, for me, so um, I just, I have, that's why it's, like, second to last pick, because it doesn't trump the next one on my list, <laughs> Um, okay. But it's just, this is, this movie, for some reason, I just absolutely love it. And I watch it a lot. And it's one that I actually upgraded uh, from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray. <laughs> so. Um, oh,
0: yeah, that's that's the sign of a movie you really love.
1: Yeah, right. So, um, and yeah, so if it's on, even if it's like on, you know, you're flipping around, you're like, BBC's running, you're like, why is BBC running this? And you just f- watch it anyway, so.
0: Yeah. Um, I just thought of a. Uh, just to add on to my last comment i feel like it's a sign of a movie you truly love when you buy when you upgrade from like dvd to blu-ray but you're satisfied with that purchase you know you're happy about it it's not like oh i'm obliged to buy this no it's like i can't wait to own this on you know the next uh platform up um that's like a sign of a movie you truly love but yeah a few good men is a great pick um i like this movie a lot i don't uh I don't know that I love it as much as you do, but I also haven't watched it in a while, so uh, maybe next time I actually catch it, I'm going to change my mind about that. But uh, yeah, definitely awesome pick. Uh, a great movie.
1: Yeah, so what's your last pick for the Nightman?
0: Uh, yeah, so I, fe- I have a feeling we might have matched on this pick, because I picked Star Wars.
1: <laughs> hey, mean... we matched on our last pick! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And I, I mean, the, uh, I guess I would have to go with just the entire movie series because I haven't, unfortunately, watched through all of the TV series. But uh, this is one of those things where I remember, I think it was like, I don't know if it was TBS or TNT or what channel it was that used to do Star Wars marathons every holiday weekend. Well, right now, now it's just,
1: TNT and TBS. They're on constantly. so Yeah,
0: and, and it's just one of those things whenever it's on, you just put it on and like... The beauty of Star Wars is how detailed it is and how every scene has so much going on and so much in the background, whether it's the technology or the characters or the creatures or the environments. Like, there's so much going on that you notice new things in every shot of the movie every time you watch it. And uh, that's why I love devouring this series in kind of a uh, syndicated marathon format like that because it's just it's so good. Um, These movies make these, they're just perfect for that sort of uh, digestion. So I, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I love star Wars. It's one of the the greatest, you know, entertainment franchises I've experienced in my life. So there you go. (laughs) Drew, I know you totally agree with me, but what are your specific thoughts about this one?
1: Well, star Wars is, this is one of those things where like when star Wars day happens and everyone's like, Hey, it's star Wars day. May the fourth be with you and all that stuff. And, You just get, you're just like, yeah, well, it's Star Wars Day every day in my house. Um, (laughs) Every day is Star Wars Day. Um, But no, everything you said and everything we've always said about Star Wars, and we're always going to gush over it, and everyone who listens to the show knows this. The thing about Star Wars, as I mentioned this to a few good men, is I don't it on VHS, then I buy it on DVD, then I got it on Blu ray. Star Wars is, for me, my upgraded trigger pull franchise. So when technology yeah. advances, as soon as Star Wars releases on that, that makes me buy the next television or the next player or that kind of, you know what I mean? Um, and right now, you really just need to buy a TV because the 4K versions are on Disney+. Plus. So are we going to get to a point where I stop buying Star Wars? Probably not because I want hard copies of everything so like yeah. i made sure you know even though you know solo is streaming i still own a copy of it even though rise of skywalker is streaming i still own the hard copy because it's star wars and i need the hard copies uh the same thing goes for the soundtracks i have the hard copy of all the soundtracks um even the new ones because i was like Nope, i have to get the hard copy um so and i listen to it digitally but i have the hard copies of all of them so that's great, um, but no, that's just Star Wars for me. That's just how it is. Um, it it's it's on a lot because they run the marathons. So,
0: absolutely. Um, I kind of wanted to say really quick. I was just choking on uh, some water, so you heard me coughing in the background. You're all I'm, good, man. Uh, sorry about that, but <laughs> I uh, totally agree with everything you said there. I'm a. Uh, oh man, <coughs> sorry. My apologies. Um, I'm not a. Uh, super collector of the soundtracks and stuff like you but uh i absolutely agree with everything you said and uh yeah it's just awesome to run those marathons of star wars when they're on so yeah
1: um well that brings us to the end of the list uh what is the what are we doing next week
0: okay awesome so as you mentioned earlier this episode today is my birthday and uh before we recorded i was struggling to think of what list I wanted to do next, and I remembered, I want to say two years ago, when it was like the first time we ran across my birthday on the show, I said, let's do the top five movies from the year I was born, which was 1986, and I think I kind of just wanted to take that one step up and do 1987 next week, so we'll do our top five movies from 1987. 1987, And,
1: and, uh, and nothing in my brain um i can't i can't think of what's in 1987 like just off the top of my head absolutely some movies like stand out like i know that like certain movies land on certain years so yeah sounds good 1987.
0: yeah i did do a quick google google search and there were a lot of movies that came out this year but um from what i saw it wasn't a lot of like like my absolute favorite movies but it was a lot of movies that we definitely you know we all definitely know and I've seen and stuff like that. I think it'll I think it'll be a fun one too. We haven't done a uh more retro list in a while. So yeah, there we, we go. We
1: haven't and uh my pick for the following week um is going to be uh is going to make a retro kind of thing too. So we got a couple weeks of retro stuff coming if you will um the uh, if this is your first time listening to us and I'm re- I'll remind everyone next week when we do this if this is your first time listening to us when we do it uh, when we do a year we have to rank those because we do our lists kind of we always save our favorite to talk about at the end but at the end of the day there's really no ranking it's just kind of like these are my five favorites when we do a year we rank them we treat them kind of like the Oscars and like these are our favorites of the year one two three four five so um uh, so, yeah, so next year, next week, it will be ranked. Um, so, um, yeah, if that helps. So,
0: Anything yeah. to add to that,
1: Peter? No?
0: No. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just excited to talk about some 80s weirdness next week.
1: So. 80s, 80s weirdness next week. Sweet. All right. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, why don't you check out our website, uh, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with a link to our uh, email, top5report at gmail.com. Um, you can interact with the show there or hit us up on our social media either one works the, um, we are on uh, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio Apple Podcasts you can subscribe to us at all those locations and if you do, you'll not miss a single episode and you can also do us a favor and write us a review um, we love the 5 star reviews but we also understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words we say feel important uh, mine you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew 3927 uh, Peter. Yeah,
0: um, you can follow me on Twitter at NinjaPierre, and that's where I will be letting people know that I'm mighty proud to say now I can watch The Simpsons from 30 blocks away.
1: <laughs> All right um, I love <laughs> that's one of my all-time favorite songs man. Um, <laughs> awesome, right? At any rate. Um, For the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good night.